welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, George, and today we're going to be talking about the Civil War. Could you imagine being in a small submarine with limited oxygen and seven other men just constantly cranking the propeller, and if you stop, you could sink at any time? That's what it would be like inside submarines during the Civil War. So let's go ahead and talk about submarines and ironclad warships. The Hunley was one of the first submarines in the Civil War. Surprisingly, it was Confederate. The Hunley sank two times and everyone died before their first successful mission. They recovered the submarine every time it sank by pulling it up with sheer force. They used the same submarine every time, but on the third time, they couldn't recover the Hunley until 2000. It was February 17, 1864, when the Confederates sent out the Hunley for a mission to sink the USS Houstonic. The Hunley rammed it with a spar torpedo. The Hunley sank with the ship, and on that fateful day in Charleston Harbor, many people died and the first successful submarine attack was made. In the Civil War, they started building ships called ironclads. These ships were covered in a thick iron sheet. Both the Confederate and the Union had their own unique ironclad. The Union had the USS Monitor, which was a ship that's deck was really close to the water, and it had a rotating double cannon turret. Now that's cool. The Confederates had a ship called the CSS Virginia. This ship had a triangular roof that was lined with cannons. Now let's hear from a retired soldier's perspective. Yeah, we Confederates just watched in awe as these amazing engineers built these huge iron warships. In the Civil War, a very intelligent man named General Winsfield Scott created a Union blockade that was named the Anaconda Plan. Most people thought this was a failure before it even started, but it ended up being the key to winning the war. Get ready for the special guest... The one and only General Winfield Scott. Hello, General Scott. Welcome to the show. Great to see you today. Great to see you too, George. So what exactly do you want me to share today? Glad you asked, Scott. I want you to share a little about the Anaconda Plan. Fine with me, George. I guess we'll get right into it. So back in 1861, when the war first started, I thought it would be a good idea if the Confederate civilization was crumbling. If we could cut off their trade with England and block their ports to send food to their armies, then we would make be making them starve. Ah, I see. Very mischievous. Why do you say that, George? Because many people thought that the plan would be a waste of time and money, but it ended up being the key to victory. Well, thank you, Scott, for your time. I'm sure lots of people learned something today. Thank you, George, for inviting me to the show. I would love to stay, but I guess we both have stuff to attend to. Bye, Scott. Thank you, George. He's such a good guy. Anyway, it's time to talk about... Breaking news! We have heard that New Orleans is under attack. It's April 24th, 1862, and we just got news that Union warships under the command of Captain David Farragut just charged up the Mississippi River and trampled everything in their way. This is Maria James with the news. This is a very important part of the Civil War. Not only did the Union take over the Confederates' biggest city, but they also gained full control of the lower Mississippi River. We're back with more news, folks. The Confederates are not in a good position right now. New Orleans just fell to the fleet. Weapons in the Civil War were very different from previous wars. They had many new guns and bombs. 
Naval soldiers were often armed with a small pistol and a cutlass. The cutlass had a very sleek design made with a brass handguard and a long metal tip that would sometimes be slightly serrated. That would hurt. The invention of guns that shot shells that exploded was a big change from previous wars. This mainly affected the Navy because one rifle shot could set fire to the hull of a wooden ship. New mines and cannons were invented, like the Dahlgren gun. This was a new cannon made by a man named John Dahlgren, who was also a Navy admiral. These were huge cannons that would shoot a 9-inch explosive that exploded on impact. This was mainly used along the coast for taking out Confederate ships delivering supplies. Mines were a very effective way of blowing up ironclads. Ironclads were practically invincible to gunshots in most cannons, even the ramfather ironclads. There were two types of mines, keg mines and frame mines. These were used mainly by the Confederates to dismantle or slow down the enemy warships. Yeah, I did see one of those big Union warships go up in flames in my time. General, I thought you were out of time. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> the war is over. Well, anyway, what do you want to share? I just heard you were talking about mines. Well, I was actually about to wrap up the show, but... Eh, I guess I have time for one more quick fact. Well, the Union made a ship called the USS Saugus. It had a huge net attached to the bow of the ship that would pick up mines. Yes, socially, a mine would explode, but no one died from this. Well, anyway, thanks, George, for the extra time. No, thank you, Scott. Did you guys like Scott? Good. What was your favorite fact? Mine was about the H.L. Hunley. Anyway, I would like to know your favorite fact, and thank you for listening today. Bye.